the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 is our text for the year. Amen. What does it say? Let's go. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have abundance. Say in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands. In the name of Jesus. I declare 2024. I have abundance. For all good work. I declare in the name of Jesus. That in 2024. I am sufficient. In all things. I am sufficient. In all things. The grace of God. Abounds towards me. That I always. Having all sufficiency. In all things. Have abundance. Unto every good work. There is no limit in my life. There is no weakness in my life. There is no emptiness in my life. I am full and loaded with the blessings of grace. I am full and loaded with the blessings of grace. 2024, my name shall be called grace. 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 Favor is mine. Victory is mine. Health is mine. Wisdom is mine. I advance. I made progress. I succeed in all things because of grace in Jesus' precious name. Jam your hands together for the Lord. Now, God is able to make all grace abound. That's what we read. God is able to make all grace abound. God is able to make all grace abound. Titus chapter 2 verse number 11. The King James Version says, the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared unto all. Somebody say, the grace of God that bringeth. Now, this morning, I will be speaking to you on assessing the matchless dividends of grace. Assessing the matchless dividends of grace. Now, what we just read, it says, the grace of God that bringeth. So, the grace of God brings stuff. Somebody say, it brings stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The grace of God brings stuff. That's why your life cannot be devoid of grace. You have to understand that the thing that sets your life apart from every other life on the planet is grace. Somebody say grace. grace. Say grace. grace. Makes all the difference in me. Difference. That was the title of my teaching from Monday to Friday. Grace makes all the difference. And this morning, as part of the things I'll be talking about is the unique differences grace can make in your life. You see, it is a risk to live a life void of grace. 
It is a risk to live a life void of grace. When your life is graceless, shame is what follows your life. There's no way you can make progress without the grace of God. The grace of God sets people apart and makes them different. The matchless dividends of grace. Somebody say the matchless dividends of grace. So we are talking about dividends that cannot be matched. Dividends that are incomparable. Dividends that are all surpassing. Those are the kind of dividends we are talking about. We are not talking about dividends that you can just get it anywhere. There are things you can get. You can get a degree from school. You can get some other things from men. But when we talk about grace, grace is God's gift to man. God's strength to man. God's ability in man. And when this ability is given, it empowers a man to do things and to accomplish things humanly is impossible to accomplish. This year, that shall be your testimony. Amen. I said, this year, that shall be your testimony. Amen. This year, that shall be your testimony. Amen. Now listen, no matter what Satan brings your way, you will walk in divine strength. Amen. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. The more I think about grace and I think about the man apostle Paul, I get amazed at what grace can do in the life of a person. What grace can do. There is no subject that is of great interest to me in the Bible than the subject of grace. There's no subject. There's no subject. I'm most delighted talking about than the subject of grace. Sometime back it used to be faith, but I realized that grace is superior. Grace is superior to faith. Grace can bring you something, sometimes things that you don't even have faith for. You remember when the appointed time came, Sarah didn't have faith for a child. Hebrews says by faith she had strength to receive. God gave her the gift of faith to receive. She didn't have faith. When God told her, it's going to happen. The Bible says she laughed. This year, things that will make you laugh will happen. Amen. As I'm talking now, there are things that when you think about it happening, you can see the possibility. I prophesied them into manifestation in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Take your seat. You heard our sister's testimony. Everything that happened, she was at the camp when I was in the US. Everything that happened in her life was just a manifestation of grace. You don't get what she got by accident. Write the exam three times, you fail three times. And you, you're not writing them locally. You travel all the way to South Africa. One of those times where she came to write the exam in South Africa, I was in South Africa. She came to write the exam. She failed. So there are times where human strength strategy will fail, but grace never fails. Hey! I said grace never fails. And this year, grace will answer in your life. Grace will answer in your life. Grace will answer in your life. That's the subject we are talking about here. Grace. It makes all the difference. Grace brings stuff. The Bible says the grace of God that bringeth salvation. What does grace bring? What are, what are the, some of the things that grace brings? Grace in the Old Testament, it shares the same root word with favor. So grace in the Old Testament most of the time is the same as favor. And even in the New Testament, carries has to do with favor, receiving something that you don't deserve. And I explained, I gave you some definitions of grace. But my focus this morning is the dividends of grace. And the first one is what the text talks about. In Titus 2:11, the grace of God that bringeth salvation. Somebody say salvation. salvation. Turn to your neighbor and say, Be proud of your salvation. Be, of your salvation. Be grateful for your salvation. 
and help others get saved. Thank God for yourself. What is it that you, have, you value most in your life? I want you to have value for salvation. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Have value for salvation. If there is something you value most in your life, is the fact that you are saved. Do you understand what I'm saying? That you are saved. It's the greatest thing that can happen to man. And that's the greatest thing that a man needs. Oh, Kalisha, Bradose. If you are not saved, by the time we are through, you will make a decision for the Lord this morning. It makes all the difference. Everything that happens will happen in a person's life begins from here. Some of us, we are proud that we are doctors. We are proud that we are lawyers. We are proud that we are managers. We are proud that we are accountants. We are proud that we are surveyors. But we are not so proud of salvation. You see, whatever you are proud of, you always want people to know about it. Whatever you are proud of, you always want people to know about it. Some of us are not even proud that people will know we are Christians. So in our place of work, we don't talk to people about Christ. You live in a country where you can talk to people freely about whatever subject you want to talk to them about. And yet you won't do it. People walk in and out of your clinic, no, nothing about Christ. People walking out of your office, nothing about Christ. And you are just walking through. You know what? It's because you don't have value for this thing called salvation. And let me tell you, until you value the most important things in your life, the other less important things will not come. Are you here with me? Yeah, yeah. If you don't value those ones, there is no, if I gave you, uh, what do you call it, uh, I really don't know what I can compare to salvation, so I, I, I can't even think of one. But unless you learn to value the most important things in your life, you won't get the things that follows. Why? Salvation is the doorway to every other thing from the Lord. Somebody say salvation. salvation. It's the doorway for every other thing from the Lord. The uh -huh. Salvation gives you access to God. If you don't have access to God, you don't have access in life. Access to God is what gives you access in life. When God makes room for you, you are guaranteed to be fruitful. Amen. But when there is, God has not made room for you, no matter how you struggle, you'll make it. You won't make it. You will not make it. The Bible says, uh, Isaac said, the Lord has made room for us. And now we shall be fruitful in the land. Why? God has made room for us. 2024, grace is making room for you. Amen. I said grace will make room for you. Amen. Grace will make room for you. Amen. You too shall be married. Amen. You too shall learn the miracle job. Amen. You too shall travel. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. grace is making a way for you. Amen. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus, Amen. grace makes room. The Lord has made room for us. The man was, until that time he was struggling, Isaac would dig the well, they will fight with him. He would dig another, they will fight with him. Have you been trying and trying and trying and failing? Every time you try, you fail. Every time you try, you try. every time. The Bible said, and then he went ahead and dug another well. And when he dug that well, there was no more fighting. And he said, now the Lord has made room for us and we shall be fruitful in the land. 2024, I declare prophetically over your life. Anyone who has faith to receive it, a room is made for you. Amen. A room is made for you. Amen. I declare you are flourishing. Amen. I declare you are fruitful. Amen. I declare you shall be fat and flourishing. Amen. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Take your seat. 
God made room. Please cherish salvation. Cherish it. Cherish it and help other people to get it. This year, de dedicate yourself to getting people saved and established. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let it be your business. Every week, I'm engaging somebody about Christ. Every week, I will talk to somebody about the need for salvation. Every week, I will make sure that I connect with someone that I can bring him to church on Sunday. Am I communicating it? Be dedicated. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Look at this. Romans 8, 31. King James Version says, If God be for us, who can be against us? And that's what I just told you. The greatest need in, uh, in a man's life is God. Somebody say God. Yeah, your greatest need is not money. Your greatest need is not a wife. Your greatest need is not a child. Your greatest need is God. He says, so what shall we say then? If God be for us, who can be against us? That's what man needs. What man needs. You hear preachers talk all the time about what is against you. The demons in your father's house are fighting you. Your mother's house, your grandmother's house. They are everywhere. Fight are everywhere. And they never tell you what's for you. They're always telling you what's against you. I'm not one of those preachers that will tell you what's against you. But I want you to see what is for you. And if you can become more conscious of what is on your side, nobody can stand against you. I've told you again and again, if Ghana is at war, God forbid, with Togo, and U.S. is on our side, we don't have to pray for the battle. We don't have to pray for soldiers. All they need to do is to drop one tomahawk missile on Togo and everything is level. We wouldn't even have to fight. You remember what God told Moses? He said, you shall not need to fight in this battle. Why? Because I am with you. I am with you. You don't need to fight. The reason why you are fighting certain battles and you are losing every time is because you are fighting alone. If God be for us, who can be against us? Which witch, which wizard, which principality can stand against you? 2024, no weapon fastened against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you is condemned already. Can somebody shout an amen here? I said shout a believing amen here. No weapon fastened against you shall ever prosper. If God be for us, who can be against us? Now, verse 32, he says, he that, now, he said, this is how God became your own. God is for you now because of verse 32. The reason why you can say, God is on my side. I like the nice song. God is for me. Nothing can stand against me. God is for me. I will not be moved. 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 Somebody said, I had a dream and you were in a coffee. I will not be moved. Somebody said, you were traveling and you were involved in an accident. I will not be moved. Why? Because the angel of the Lord encamped around about them that feared him and he delivered them. I see God preserving your life. I see God preserving your family in the name of Jesus. He says, he does, the reason why you can say God is for me. Listen, because of Christ and God can never be against you. If you are born again, God can never be against you. He can never, he can never, he can never be against you. He cannot be angry with you. Praise the Lord. God can be against you. He says, he does spare not his own son, but delivered him up freely for us. How shall he not also with him freely give unto us all things? How much did you pay to receive Christ? 
What was the price you paid for your salvation? You paid no price to be saved. And if you pay no price to be saved and you value that salvation and you cherish that salvation and you make sure that you commit to other people getting that salvation, the Bible says God also will freely, just as he gave Christ freely unto you, he will give you all things, not some things. This man, I declare unto you, all things are yours. All things are yours. All things are yours. You will not be lacking things this year. I said you will not lack things this year. When you seek God and you pursue him, things seek after you. You don't seek after things. You don't. You don't. The Bible says, I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. No, he seed begging for bread. The Bible said, they that seek the Lord shall not lack anything good. You can see God genuinely, honestly, and continuously, and not find his favor and obtain grace in his eyes. And when grace comes, shame and reproach is gone. Reproach is going off your life. Shame is removed from your life. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. So that salvation, grace brings salvation. Somebody say, I am saved by grace and grace alone. Yeah. What that works, you are saved by grace. And because you are saved, all things are accessible to you. Grace also brings strength. Somebody say strength. Amen. You will not be weak this year. Amen. I said you will not be weak this year. Amen. There are some people every week, they are weak. If you are their doctor, you even get angry. Every week, they are coming down, they are presenting. Uh, doctor. That's on Monday. By Friday, you come. She said, Mrs. You, Mrs. You, I give you a lock me, Mrs. You see, that is, uh, that is not the kind of life God has ordained for you. <laughs> Are you here with me? There will be no weakness in your life. I said, There will be no weakness in your life. The Bible said, Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Say, I am strong in grace. 2024. Say, 2024. I am strong in grace. My health is in grace. My finances is strong because it's in grace. My intelligence is sharp because it's in grace. I excel in grace. I abound in grace. I increase in grace. I become great through grace. You excel. Hebrews 13, 8. He said, do not be carried away by varied and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace. Somebody say, by grace. Say, by grace. Say, by grace. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 8. Lest I should be exalted. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 8. Lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelation which is given to me. A thorn in the flesh was given me. A messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lest I should be exalted. Now listen, this is not an act of God. Some people think it is God who they did come on board. The Bible says the messenger of Satan. Are you here with me? The messenger of Satan. This year, the things the missile Satan will turn, bring your way will turn out for your good. Amen. Satan actually brought it upon him. Upon him. Satan brought it upon Paul. <laughs> and the desire was to cause him to be uncomfortable. And Paul went to God in prayer. First time, second time, third time. And he spoke to God about it. Paul said, you know, Satan brought this thing. But he brought it so that you acknowledge that by your power you can't do anything. 
And when you say by your power you can't do anything, my strength will fully take over. My strength is fully taken over. Listen, if you are really, really going to experience the grace of God, you have to appreciate and be honest with God about your weaknesses. Tell God, Lord, the way the marriage is going, if you don't come in now, it will collapse. By my power, I don't feel like moving on anymore. You see, that kind of price, some, you see, some people will tell you it's a lack of faith. It's not a lack of faith. It's an honest heart talking to the Father. When you get to know that God is your Father, things change. It's not, it's not a lack of faith. In fact, he knows that you, you want to give up the marriage. God knows that. He knows it. So before you even tell him, he already knows it. So when you come and pretend, I'm strong. Hey, I'm strong. He looks at you and says, I joker. I can't help this one. Take your seat. He said, lest I should be a measure. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times. Then he said, my grace. Look at this. Verse number nine. My grace is sufficient. My strength. Somebody say, my strength. My strength. Is made perfect, made perfect in your weaknesses. Say, my strength, my strength. is made perfect, made perfect in your weakness. So when we come to a place and we appreciate the grace of God, strength is given unto us. Praise the Lord. Yeah. In grace, you are strong. Your finances will be strong this year. Amen. Because you will function in grace. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When we decide to function in grace, in the knowledge of God's word, grace makes us strong all the time, all the time, all the time. And this said, I found people who earn less, borrow money to people who earn more. That's God making his strength available. They earn less. But somewhere, somehow, the wisdom of God works in them. The favor of God works in them that they are able to lend money, borrow money to people who should not ask for a loan. And this is the one that took a bit of my time this morning. And I need to shake this one. Number three, Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 to 16. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, and called me by his grace. <laughs> Somebody say grace brings separation. Grace brings separation. Yeah, grace separates. So number one is that grace brings strength, grace salvation, grace strengthens, and grace separates. It separates. This year there will be a clear separation. Huh, I said this year there will be a clear separation. Amen. In the book of Malachi, he said, in that day, I will separate them. I will draw a line of distinction between those who serve me and those who do not serve me. Those who serve me. I pray that this year you will be on the camp of those who are serving. Say, I receive grace grace to be on the camp of those who are serving. He said, I will make a distinction. I will make. Paul said, when God separated me from my mother's womb, and called me by his grace. Grace separates people. Look at Paul again. Romans chapter 1. Paul was very conscious of the fact that he was separated. Because you see, there is no way you can live the kind of life the man lived. If you are not separated for that cause. I was talking about strength. You know they whipped Jesus once. They gave him 39 stripes. Once. And he died. Do you know how many times Paul received it? The same. He received it three times. And he didn't die. I mean, how do you get a man, you beat him like that? In fact, that was what I, <laughs> I wanted to talk about. A call from Macedonia. That, was, that would have been the title of my message, the Macedonian call. 
or a call for help. That was the message I was about to preach this morning. But uh, no, <laughs> I will do it some other time. They put him on it. They beat him. When you even sit for 12 hours, 12 cries long, you sit for 6 hours or even 4 hours before because you have a serious case, maybe at a high court and you need to prepare well. When you finish, you, you have to take one week holiday because the strength is not there. And you think it's, uh, it's normal. It's not normal. Your body is not functioning well. Am I communicating here? Your body must function at a certain level. Let me tell you, if you see anybody who is selling at anything, they, they put in a lot of labor. They put in a lot of labor. Labor. Lazy people don't advance. It is laborious people who advance. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. When you are a laborer, you will always enjoy more grace. That's something I will talk about at another lesson. When you are a laborer, Paul said that, I am what I am by the grace of God. And the grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. He said, nevertheless, I labored more abundantly than they, yet not I, but the grace of God. So the grace of God can empower you to be a laborer. Lazy people don't enjoy grace, oh. Lazy people, they are lazy to pray, lazy to attend church, lazy to work. When you give them work, order. Hey, where are you going with your life? You just sit small, then you are sleeping. When you sleep too much in life, your destiny will slip out of your hands. Am I complicating here? Sit up and find something to do. You are 18 years and above. He said there's no job. Find something to do. Go sell politics in town. You are not better than those who are doing it. Because somebody can send you some Momo, 10 CD, 5 CD, you have disgraced yourself. You don't know that your life is losing color and you have become a disgrace to yourself. Nobody is telling you. I'm telling you. You are a disgrace to yourself and to humanity. <laughs> Sit up. Stop sending text messages. Can you help me? How long can you continue such a degrading life? When God has made you for more, when you can get more and be a blessing, the Bible says, those who are walking disorderly, let's warn them so that they will sit up. Am I complicating here? Sit up. You are at home watching TV all day. How? How can a woman of your timber and caliber, and you are depending on the little resources of your husband, and every time you are asking for more, when will you allow peace to prevail in the home? Get out and find something to do. When you work and you sweat, you will see how to value money. You will not spend the money anyhow when it is put into your hands. Not complicating at all. Get to work. Get to work. Get to work. Don't sit. This church is not for lazy people. Do you understand? I'm not a lazy man to pastor lazy people. What I preach here, if you are lazy, you can preach it. I sat up all day. Always with me. I just step out one or twice out of the house to do something. I, I sat up all through the day. And I sat all the way till about 1 a.m. Just preparing and putting my thoughts together. And then when I finished, I come here 6 a.m. this morning, slept at 1 Woke up and says, come here. And then the Holy Spirit says, do something different. You think if I had not been putting and laboring, I could put something together for you to be hearing like this? I tell you, be serious with your life. Be serious with your life. That's small, small money they are giving. That is what is sabotaging your destiny. They send you 50 Ghana, 100 Ghana, and you think that, oh, you are smart. You are foolish. Because your potential is being wasted. You are wasting your life. 
The Bible says a lazy man is like a waster. A lazy man and a waster are the same. You remember the man who buried his talent. When the man came, he said, you lazy and slothful servant. That's what he called him. He buried his talent. What he could have used, he didn't use it. Let this not be a year where you sit idle doing nothing. Some of us, when we go to our main works, maybe you close early. Find something else to do in addition. Find something else to do in addition. The economy is that. The economy is that. You can find something else and do in addition. You go to work, your place of work, you can pick some nice shirt. Some of the people in your workplaces, if the shirt is nice and the price is not overpriced, they will be interested. Am I communicating? Think of a way to think. If you don't think, you will be poor and you will continue to beg. Am I communicating here? There will be no beggar in this place. I said there will be no beggar in this place. When we are helping people here, if somebody is here and we are helping, the person must be genuinely needy. Not that the person has strength to work and has refused to work, then we'll collect offering. Instead of using it to build God's house, putting messages on radio, then we'll be giving it to you. No, it will not happen. I'm not communicating here. We will not sponsor foolishness and laziness. Grace empowers you to work. You work, you work, you work. I labored, separated. Somebody say separated. 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 Grace separated people. When it pleased God, who separated me? From my mother's womb. Separated me from my mother's womb. Separated. Romans 1 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be a separated unto the gospel. There will be a clear separation. Yeah. There will be a clear separation. Yeah. Now listen, why are they saying, oh, they say, Yabu Suyamudiasa, Obia. There should be a separation. I get what I'm saying. Yabu Suyamudiasa, Obia, and Timing Wariba, Kodis, and Sunday, and I. There should be a separation. 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 I said there's a separation going on. A separation is going on now. A separation is going on now. God is separating you for exploits. God is separating you for greatness now. There should be a separation. 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 A bush woman there, and you met me call your mouth, but a bad yana and my hoarding. Why are you still in that family cry? Because the last time I checked, giving thanks unto the Father who had made us, who had delivered us from the family of darkness and translated us into a new family of his dear son. Why are you still in that family? Why is it that that is where your reference is? Because you are carnal and not spiritual. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Carnal man always makes his boast from his natural environment. That is a matter of carnality. When you see people who trace their ancestry to their natural lineage more all the time, I'm the son of Afuaka, I'm the son of so so and so, I'm the son of so so and so, and they are more conscious of their natural lineage than their spiritual heritage. They are carnal. The more spiritual you become, the more you lose sense. You lose uh, value for those natural things. You remember Paul? He said, if you are looking for a man who has a prestigious heritage, a glorious heritage, an uncommon heritage, that he should be very proud of. I'm one of those few. I was born on the eighth day, circumcised as a special one. Give me Philippians. I think it will help you. Philippians. Philippians chapter 3. So he, he traced everything about his life. That's how he valued it. 
Philippians 3, verse 3. For we are the And by the way, after the conference, we will be staying in the book of Philippians. I think you should be excited about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I am looking forward to it. Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be exciting. The whole year, we are likely to stay with Philippians. I may just step in and out. The whole year, that's where we are going to be. And by the time we are through, look at this. It says, for we are the circumcision. We are what? We are the circumcision who, which worship God in the spirit. We are the circumcision. We belong to a certain family. Because, you see, there are two circumcisions. The circumcision of the flesh and the circumcision of the spirit. When you are born of the seed of Abraham in the natural, you belong to the circumcision of the flesh. You are the seed of Abraham. That is what Israel is. Israel is a biological seed of Abraham. But we, on the other side, are spiritual seed of Abraham. The Bible says, they who are of faith are blessed of faithful Abraham. So, we are the spiritual seed of Abraham. So, the Bible says, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. So, when you meet a truly spiritual person, that's how he looks at life. He sees his circumcision of the spirit. So, he's more committed to spiritual things. Say spiritual things. Spiritual. Yeah, they believe in spiritual things. They are dedicated to spiritual things. And he said, they have confidence, not in the, they, they are also conscious of who they are in Christ. We will rejoice in who we are in Christ and not confidence in the flesh. Where do you have your confidence? Oh, I drive a, 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 a Lamborghini. I drive this. You see, it shows. I was telling a pastor in the U.S. who was on the phone with me last two days or so. He was telling me about some people who were coming up with all kinds of titles. And I told him, listen, the people who like titles, eh, the reason why they like it is because they are empty. They are empty. Empty. When you carry substance, you don't, you don't, you, you see, <laughs> it is, they are using the title as a camouflage. That's what they are using it for. If you look, when God called Abraham, what did he tell him? Did he say, I'll give you a great title, I'll give you a great name. Anybody who is truly great, they have a great name. It's just your name. You mention the name and things are happening. At the name of Jesus, not at the title of Jesus. At the name of Jesus. Anybody who is great, you don't have to say President Mandela. You just have to say Mandela. I'm not communicating. That's all. That's a name. That's a, I will make your name great. But when the name is not great, Dr. Professor Nelson Mandela, Archbishop Pope, Afuakwa. You see, it, it, the name is not, there's no substance in it. There's no substance in it. And Africans like that very well. We like it very much. So when we are not addressed by our title, we are offended. I'm a doctor, you know. <laughs> he said, for we are the circumcision. We worship God and have no confidence in the flesh. Your confidence in the car you drive? Obi di bebom. Now, you see that everything about you will deflate. There are things that can break people, eh? There are people who are falling sick because Obi di echu omoka. I am, you, you think I'm a joking here. Yeah. They are falling sick because obedience or moka. Because that is their life. That is that. That is it. They, they are lost. Yeah. Other people, their confidence is in their degree. I'm first degree, second degree, third degree. I'm going for fourth degree, fifth degree. 
Get more degrees than thermometer. It will not make any difference. You are empty. Am I communicating here? You are empty. Where is the source of your confidence? You have no confidence in the flesh. Then he began to tell you. You see, when somebody is telling you something, you need to listen to him, particularly when he has something to show for. When a rich man is talking, humble yourself and listen. Praise the Lord. If you meet a wise man, don't talk much. Listen more. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The queen of Sheba traveled a long distance. Came, sat under the feet of Solomon and was just listening and listening and listening. That's what she was doing. That's, that's how you become great. A lot of people get exposed to greatness and they want to show how great they are. Listen, if you get before the presence of greatness, silence yourself and don't boast and brag about your own greatness. The woman was a queen, but when she came, she came to sit like an ordinary church member. There are people who come to churches and they want to show that they are something. Are you here today? <laughs> he says, we rejoice and have no confidence. Now, this man who is saying he has no confidence in the flesh, he now goes on to tell you that if somebody must have confidence in the flesh, he, he knows he's supposed to have it. He says, though I, I, I might also have confidence in the flesh. Can you see that? I, I like the logic of the man. When I read the letters of Paul, something does me. Do you hear me? <laughs> See, I just love him. I just love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love him. <laughs> I just love the man. <sighs> he said, though I might have confidence, if any man thinketh that he also, whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. So how dare you? You are talking all of this. You are this, you are this, you are this. Paul says, shut up. Let me talk. If I have to talk, you will be silent for life. And so he started talking. What did he talk about? Do you know that if you are rich and you think you are rich, another rich person is there. When he talks, you will be nothing. Yeah. You are a millionaire in Ghana. In Nigeria, you are a zero-nay. You are a millionaire in Africa. In the world, you are nowhere. So humble yourself. You drive a Rolls Royce or a Mercedes or what do you call it? A, a Land Rover or whatever in Embassy of Life. People are riding private jets. You are in a, the best Rolls Royce. You are on ground. Other people have private jets in the air. Humble yourself. I'm not communicating here. Humble. Any level you think you are in that makes you arrogant and feel pompous. Somebody's higher than you. That's what Paul is talking about. He said, if somebody feels he's something, I have more. You are a great preacher. There are great preachers. Prince of preachers. Charles Spedjons and others have come and gone. That's it. I'm more. Then he began to list them. I don't have time. When we come to do uh, Philippians proper, we will look at them. Let me just talk, continue my separation. Somebody say separation. 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 Grace separates people. Can I tell you something? <laughs> Maybe let's 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 look at Exodus Exodus thirty two verse seven. La gaso brede verse twelve. Exodus thirty two verse thirty three verse twelve to seventeen. Shalibraha. Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest to me, Bring up these people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in thy sight. Now follow. Found grace where in my sight. He says, This is it. If I found grace, therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, we are talking about grace separating people. 
He said, show me the way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. And this is awesome and beautiful. I have found grace in my sight, but I want you to show me your way so I may find more grace. Moses did not just want just grace. He wanted abundant grace. Do you understand? God is able to make all grace abound. So he wanted abundant grace. If I found grace, show me the way to go so I will find more grace. Do you know there are ways to go to find more grace? There are more grace, ways to go. Now I'll share a few with you today. Now he said, consider, now go to verse number 14. He said, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. And I told you on Wednesday that that presence is grace. Okay? He said unto you, if thy presence go not with us, carry us not hence. Now let's do verse 16 together. For wherein shall it be known that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it in that thou goest with us? So we shall be, so we shall be, so we shall be 2024, you will be separated. When I was listening to Lily's uh, testimony, I was just looking at separation. Somebody say separation. separation. She's in the queue. Five people go ahead of her. All of them are disqualified. If you were prop- just like it was going through her mind, what will happen? <laughs> if if it had been some of you and what is going on here? All kinds of things will be running through your mind. But you know what? Even while she was contemplating the impossibilities, Grace was, because at that point she was weak. She had seen people flawed, and she, so she, was, she didn't have faith. You see, there are things God's grace does for you. Grace, faith does not come in. Do you understand what I'm saying? Thank God for faith, but grace is superior. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Thank God for faith. Grace is superior. Grace brings us things and we take them. Now, he says, Wherein shall we be separated? Separated. Can I tell you something today? Listen, this year, before accident comes, you are separated. Before premature death comes, you are separated. Before dismissal from the job comes, you are separated. In the mighty name of Jesus. Sometimes you are driving. By the time you get ahead of you, you see that the car ahead of you has crashed. You get to meet it fresh. Satan is on errand on the road, but he will not miss, he will not get you. Amen. I said he will not get you. Amen. Number 69. Let me show you how valuable separation is. Separation. He says, cement it. Look at this. Cement it a small thing unto you that the God of Israel had separated you from the congregation of Israel. When God separates you, it's not a small thing. Somebody says it's not a small thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not a small thing. That's why I was telling you that be happy that you are born again, you are a Christian. Because you are separated from eternal domination. You remember the Bible talks about that in Matthew 25. He said on that day, he will separate the nations as uh, a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. When you are saved, you are separated. Somebody say, I'm separated. Say grace separates me. Say grace separates me. What are some of the things grace separates you from? Number one is distraction. Grace separates you from what? Grace separates you from distraction. Genesis 6, 7 and 8. 
I'm just preaching and prophesying. That's what I came to do. The Bible said, Then the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Now, now, this is God. And if God is about to do something, nobody should be spared. But something is going to help someone. He said, Whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and best of the earth, for I am sorry I have made them. Verse 8. Look at this. Verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of God. He was separated. When he found grace, what happened? Everybody was destroyed. Noah and his household were preserved. You will be preserved. I said you will be preserved. He found grace and grace preserved him. Grace defends. That's the song we're singing. Grace defines. Grace defends. Grace before. Grace behind. Grace will not let you go. This year, grace all around. Amen. I said grace all around. Amen. Grace all around. Amen. Grace all around. Amen. Can I tell you, that which destroyed others carried the man Noah to the place of safety. The same rain and flood that destroyed others, it was the same flood that Noah was suspended on and it brought him to safety. What kills others this year will give you life. Amen. I said, what kills others will give you life. Amen. What destroys others will preserve your life. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Grace separates you from your negative past. Somebody say, grace separates me from my negative past. Every negative past, every negative experience you had in 2023, it shall not be repeated this year. Amen. I said, it shall not be repeated this year. Amen. The grace of God will separate you from it. Amen. The Bible says, remember, you know, the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing. A new thing is yours. Amen. I said, a new thing is yours. Amen. A new thing is yours. Amen. Paul said, I thank God, Christ Jesus, who has enabled me. For he counted me faithful, put him into the ministry. Who before was a blasphemer, an injurious, a persecutor. But I obtained mercy and grace, and I was separated. Listen, those who knew you before, they will be surprised at you. Yeah. I said, those who knew you before will be surprised at you. Yeah. Can I have some, just one or two people who believe this? Yeah. Those who knew you before will be surprised at you. Yeah. They will be surprised at you. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you are waiting for Friday, you miss it. So stay alert and let your faith be on the line. Take your seats. That is what happened. Grace separates you. It sets you apart. You are set apart. Amen. I said you are set apart. Amen. Grace not, that does not just separate you from your past. It also separates you from sin. Somebody says separate you from sin. Yeah, grace separates you from sin. Grace separates you from sin. Ezra 6, 21. And the children of Israel which were come out of captivity and all that had separated themselves Unto them from the filthiness of the land. Grace brings separation. Separates you from sin. The Bible says the grace of God that brings salvation. That appeared unto all men. Teaching us to say what? No. This year you are saying no. Amen. Say this year I'm saying no. Say my answer is no. My answer is no. My answer is no to alcohol. My answer is no to jealousy. My answer is no to envy. 
my answer is no to covetousness. My answer is no to stinginess. My answer is no to fornication. My answer is no to pride. Because the grace of God is working in me. Can somebody shout an amen? amen? Grace. Grace empowers you to say no. Grace separates you from and grace separates you for. I won't talk about what grace separates you for because I don't have the time. But grace separates you from. From and for. Somebody say grace separates you for. Say grace separates you for. Separates you from a number of things. One of them is I separate you for intimacy with God. Quickly. Grace separates you for blessing. Somebody say blessing. This year you'll be separated for blessing. I said I didn't want to, but let me just touch there. Grace separates you for blessing. I said grace separates you for blessing. You will be separated for blessing. You will be separated for blessing. The Bible says, God came to Abraham and said, get thee out of thy father's house, out of thy country. Go unto a land that I will show you. Do you know what Abraham was doing at the time? He was an idol worshiper. And for God to call him and say, I'm going to bless an idol worshiper. That's grace. That's what? That's grace. That's what sometimes when people say, your fathers worship idols, your mothers worship idols, and so idol, that's why certain things are not working. They don't know what they are talking about. A man was living in the house of uh, idolatry. God came to him. He said, move out of this house. I want to bless you. I want to separate you. I want to make you a great name. The Bible said, and he separated himself. Along the line, he got caught up with his brother, uh, nephew. Genesis 13. Look at Genesis 13. Genesis 13, verse 14 and 15. The Bible said, and the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lord, Verse 14, please. After the Lord was separated from him, lift up thy eyes and look from the place where thou art. That's enlargement, growth, increase. That shall be your testimony. Amen. The moment separation comes, get ready for more. Amen. As you separate yourself unto God this year, God will surprise you. Amen. I said God will surprise you. Amen. Separate yourself. Grace separates you. Set you apart. Grace separates you for dominion. Somebody say dominion. Say, I'm walking in dominion. I'm walking in dominion over principalities and powers. I walk in dominion, financial dominion, intellectual dominion. I have dominion in my health in the name of the Lord Jesus. Genesis 25, verse 23. The Lord said, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. Now look at this. The one people shall be stronger than the other. The elder shall serve the younger. The elder. Separation. Do you know why Jacob was the last, but he became the greatest? Grace. No, it's grace. Grace separated him. You don't have to be the firstborn to be the leader of the home. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't need to be the firstborn. You don't need to come from that prestigious. The man who was last to be born, he was not particularly loved by his father even though. But grace separated him. And yet, the Bible says, I will have mercy. In fact, in the book of Romans, Paul talks about it. He said, the children haven't neither done good or evil. But for God's grace and mercy to be shown, he separated them and said, I'll have mercy upon whom I'll have mercy and will have compassion. That was all. They had not, look, these people are in the womb. Nothing has happened yet. Nobody has sinned. And God separated them. May God set you apart. Amen. I said, may grace separate you. Amen. 
You see, it's the same thing Paul was talking. When he separated me from my mother's womb. He separated me from my mother's womb. Grace separates you for God's work. Somebody say God's work. Yeah, grace separates you. So those of us who are serving in the house of God is grace. It's not everybody. That's why a lot of people are not into it. It is because grace of God makes that possible. Look at what the Bible says. Uh, Yaboko said. Acts chapter 13 verse 2. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have what? Call them. Number 16. 9. Number 16. Cement it by the small thing unto you that the God of Israel has separated you to bring you near to himself. That is intimacy. Somebody say intimacy. And then he said to stand before the congregation to minister unto the Lord. What I'm doing now is grace. It is grace that empowers you to stand as a faithful minister. Paul said we are not sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves. But our sufficiency is of God. I see you sufficient. I said I see you sufficient. Number four, grace secures your request. Somebody say grace secures your request. That's why in this season of fasting and prayer, I prophesy answers to you. I prophesy answers to you. Every prayer expectation documented, every prayer expectation written, I release favor upon it. I release answers for you. Shout an amen. Amen. Things don't just happen by accident. Grace must step in. Grace, grace. The Bible says in Esther 5 verse 1, now it came to pass on the third day Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the corner. Look at this. Do, ladies who believe in dressing fine, 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 fine without grace. They don't pray. They don't study the word of God. They don't value. Uh, it's a pity. No, I say the They have made her up more than the dead. Don't get it wrong. I believe in makeup. I think that women should wear makeup and be beautiful. But listen. I believe much more in spiritual makeup. Don't look fine on the outside and be looking ugly on the inside. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Be fine inside and outside. Yeah. Am I communicating here? Yeah, yeah. So don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Some of you ladies here, if you wear a little makeup, your beauty will come now. As you are looking raw without nothing, I'm not seeing it well. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm talking about? Yes, the Bible says she put in her royal robes. During the camp in the U.S., the whole camp, what we studied was the book of Esther. I walked them through from one to the end because it was a camp. We were at one place. It was a beautiful experience. He said, it came to pass on the third day. She put on her royal robes. Now look at this. And the king was sitting opposite the entrance. Now look at this. When the king saw Esther, the queen, standing in the court, she obtained what? Favor in what? Please look at this. This is how answers come. That's why we don't come in prayer with, Lord, you know I am this, you know I am this. You, know. you can do that in the Old Testament. Don't bring it here. In the New Testament, you are nothing, you have nothing, you don't have anything. Say in the New, in the new. I, have I have nothing, I am nothing. <laughs> Say all that I am is who, who I am in Christ. All that I have is what I have in Christ. Outside Christ, I have nothing. I am nothing. Praise the Lord. Now, it, it helps you to, you, it helps your mind to be straight and to be humble. 
So you don't come with, where you pray and all of those things. <laughs> Leave it open. Look at this. He said, favor. And the king extended to the queen, the golden scepter in his hand. Esther came near and touched the top of the scepter. Now look at this. Three. Yeah. What is troubling you, Queen Esther? What is your request? Do you see that? I'm talking about answers to prayer. What is your request? Even to the half of my kingdom, it shall be given you. Can you imagine? That is, you know the scripture that comes to mind, exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. What is your request? You have not asked anything huge, but you are not getting it. <laughs> you need grace. It said grace. Grace is coming upon you. What is your request? Then she says, if it pleases the king, may the king and Haman come this day to the banquet that I have prepared for them. Now look at verse 5. Because verse, verse, uh, verse 5 it will be my, my next point. Bring quickly that we may do as Esther desires. I see your answers coming speedily. Amen. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Exodus 33 verse 17. This is Moses. I'm talking about favor. Grace making answers available. Exodus 33 17. The Lord replied Moses, I would indeed I will what? I will what? Do what you have what? For I have looked favorably upon you. I have. The reason I'm doing it is not because of you. But uh, you found favor. This year, favor is locating you. Amen. Grace is bringing things to you. Amen. Answers are coming to you because of grace. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Now look at. Let's go back to Esther chapter 5. Verse 5. Where we read. Then the king said, Bring Haman quickly that we may do as Esther desires. Now that's speed. Somebody say speed. speed. Now you see that in Esther chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Grace brings speed. This year there will be speed in your life. There will be speed in your life. It is speed that will make somebody fail exams three times. And then the people who are passed, they will be left behind and that person is not here. Is it not speed? Yeah. That's speed. That's favor. That's grace. Do you understand what I'm talking about at all? All the people who wrote the exam say, we are passed, we are passed. I'm sure they were teasing it. The first was late. This year, God will surprise those who feel you are late. Those who think you are late, they will be shocked. The first shall be the last. And the last shall be the first. The first shall be the last, and the last shall be the first. Amen. South, I am first, I am first. By, grace. by grace. 2 verse 8. 2 verse 8. It came to pass when the command and the decree of the king were heard, and many young ladies were gathered to the citadel of Susa, to the custody of a guard, that Esther was taken to the king's palace into the custody of a guard, who was in charge of the women. So the, the, this guard was not in charge of one woman. More women. But look at what happened. Verse 9. Now the young lady pleased him and found favor with him. So he quickly. Did you see the word quickly? Yes. Do you see the word quickly? Yes. That's how things are happening for you. Amen. There will be quick explosion. Amen. Quick growth. Amen. Quick increase. Amen. Quick prosperity. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I speak speed into your life. Yeah. I speak speed into your life. Yeah. Take your seat. 
Corinthians 15 9. Paul said, For I am the least. I am the what? The least. In other words, I'm the last. I'm the least of the apostles. And I'm not even call, qualified to be called an apostle because I persecuted the, the, the saints. Yet grace came and the least became the first. Do you know who Peter was? Peter, Jesus told Peter, I will build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. So when it comes to people who were pillars in the early church, three people were pillars. Peter, who was the leader of the, uh, uh, the early church. When Jesus was not there, Peter was next. That's why on the day of Pentecost, it was he who spoke and said, every, if you go through us, before Paul came on the scene, Peter was everywhere. He was leading. But you know, when Paul came on the scene, from Acts chapter 9 and up, Peter is not seen again. <laughs> Peter is not what? Seen again. Peter, the, the apostle, who he, he wrote two books. Paul, the last wrote about 13, more than half of the New Testament was written by just one person. Speed. Speed. The speed will be yours this year. Amen. You were called to bow not long ago, but speed is yours. Amen. You became a surgeon not long ago, speed will be yours. Amen. Listen, other people say it took us 10 years to build our hospital. You, God will give you grace. You will build it in a very short time. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Other people say, you know, it took me 15 years to build up this pharmacy. All of a sudden, God's grace will come upon you. And that we took many years to accomplish. God will give it to you quickly. Huh. I speak and I prophesy supernatural connections in your life. People will come into your life. They will help you to bring your dream to pass. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak favor for your business. I speak favor for your life. I speak speed into every area of your life. Shout, I receive speed. Take your seat. Grace brings speed. Speed. I, I want you to see why you must value and appreciate grace. People think grace is just salvation. That, 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 that's why they don't put premium on it. Grace means more than salvation. Everything that is good in this life is a function of grace. Everything good in this life can be found in grace. The Bible says the Lord God is a son. He will give grace and he will give glory. And no good thing. In other words, when you have not received grace, every good thing will elude you. Every good thing will elude you. But when God gives you grace, the Bible says he will give grace. And when grace comes, glory follows. And when glory follows, good things follow. 2024, three Gs are following your life. One is grace. Two is glory. And three, good things are following your life. I said good things are following your life. Good things are following your life. In the name of Jesus. Speed. Grace number six sets you up to reign in life. Say I'm set up to reign in life. Oh, say I'm reigning in life. Say I reign over sickness. I reign over disease. I reign over poverty. I reign over lack. I reign over, over weaknesses. In the name of Jesus. I reign in everything. I reign at all times. Grace sets you up to reign in life. The Bible says in Romans 5.17 For by one man's sin, by one man's sin, death reigned by one. Much more, they who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. I see you reigning in life. Listen, you will not always be boy. You will go up. 
You will not always be in one bedroom apartment. You will build your own house. You will not always be asking for lift. You will drive your own. You will not always be in Trotsky. You will enter taxi. Can somebody give me an amen at all? Your level is changing by grace. It reign in life. Grace empowers people to reign in life. Empowers people. You reign in life. That which controls and weakens others. Grace empowers you to reign in life. And I like this. Grace makes you sufficient. Somebody say sufficient. You are sufficient. I said sufficiency is yours. Sufficiency is yours. Sufficiency is yours. Sufficiency is yours. Can I tell you something? Nobody is sufficient by themselves. Say nobody is sufficient by himself. Yeah, and when you get to know that, it will help you. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse five to six. <laughs> Second Corinthians five. <laughs> he says, "Not that we are sufficient. Can you see that? Not that we are what sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves. Can you see that? But your sufficiency is what? Your sufficiency is of what? My sufficiency is of God. Somebody say, my sufficiency is of God. Say, my sufficiency is of God. Our sufficiency is of God. Our sufficiency is of God. Who makes us able? Who has made us what? Able. When God is your sufficiency, you are always able. I said, when God is your sufficiency, you are what? Always able. You will always be able. You will always be able. Is that not what 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 talks about? That's what it talks about. When God is your sufficiency, you are always able. 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 Look at this. But this I say. Somebody say this I say. He who sows spirally will also reap what? Spirally. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Verse 7. He says, So let each one give as he purposes himself, not gradually of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now look at verse 8. And God is able... To make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound unto every good work. Now, Second Corinthians says that our sufficiency is of God. Do you understand? And God also makes us sufficient by making grace available. Did you see that? Your sufficiency is of God. So, ultimately, where is your sufficiency? Your sufficiency is in grace. Do you see that? Your sufficiency is what? In grace. So, outside grace. That's why when he talks about he that soweth spirally, those are things that positions you to receive grace. So if you think that you are going to walk in abundance outside grace, I pity you. Praise the Lord. I pity you. The Bible said the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich without sorrow. God empowers people. Genesis 24. Abraham was old, we're stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed him in all things. I close with two keys to provoking the abundant grace of God. Two keys. Somebody say two keys. Two keys. Everything I talk to you about today starts with S. Two keys. Somebody say two keys. Romans 5.17. He said, for by grace, for by one man's death, for one man's offense, death reigned by one, and much more they will receive abundance of grace. Somebody say receive. receive. Abundance of grace. Last Friday, what we talked about is that if God makes something available, we must receive it. Is that okay? If God makes something available, you must what? 
And if you don't have capacity to receive it, you will lose it. Do you get it? Yeah. If you don't have capacity to, if you don't grow your capacity to receive it, you will lose it. Or it will move on to someone. You remember the woman, the uh, prophet Elijah told her, go and borrow vessels. And she went and borrowed a few vessels. When it finished, the vessels were filled, it also filled. It ceased. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it was not according to, she could have had more if she had more vessels. And I started sharing with you some platforms upon which you stand to receive grace. And this morning I'm touching on a few of them again. One is set your love on God. Somebody say set your love on God. If you want to really experience grace, set your love on God. Colossians, my text is Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 and 2. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. Now look at this. It said, if what? Let's read it together, please. Please follow here. If ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Uh-huh. Set your and not on things on the earth. That is the key. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. If you want to command grace, let this be your watchword. Praise the Lord. Yeah. That was the secret behind Solomon. Solomon was not supposed to be king. I mean, the, the things around his life were too many. One, I mean, Bathsheba, Badia, Ubeye, or Hinesen. Bathsheba, Bao. How can you become a king? Son of Bathsheba. No, it's not possible. But when grace came in, and apart from the fact that he was Bathsheba's son, there were other competitors. Absalom, there were people who were very handsome. David has some handsome people that you will naturally want to make king. When you see them, you will just call them. Even if they are not in your country, you want them to be your family head. Or this year, they, they look it. You know there are people who look. Sometimes when you see some chiefs, you see even the political medicine, uh, some people look it, others don't look it. Haven't you been seeing it? Yeah. The pictures, the billboards. Yeah. President Rollins used to look like it. And so he won for a long time. In the minds of ignorant people, they just look at it. Look at this picture. He looked. He looked. And there were people who had the looks. If we are to use looks, some of us will be disqualified from many things. Are you here with me? We'll be disqualified from many things. If you are just using looks, looks, you will miss it if you are just looking at looks. That's what the Bible says. Man looks not at the outside. Look at the way you are. You, you have a wife. You, you have a husband. No, no, I'm telling you. So, power, do it. If you are using looks, who? I don't want to describe your face. <laughs> it's in my head. I won't tell you. Praise the Lord. But in spite of your looks, haven't you seen somebody who looks so some way? Everything is against them. But they carry the thing. Am I complicating? Uh-huh. And sometimes, you see, it's not like that. It's grace. It's what? Grace. 
Am I communicating here at all? Yeah. Yeah. Look at yourself. You think all the ladies that uh, this gentleman can see, he decided to settle on you. You look at him and look at yourself as a lady. Match it. If you have to look at just looks, you think so, I was so worried. Solomon didn't have it. But his heart. So we are told in First uh, Kings chapter 3 verse 3. The Bible said, First Kings, Solomon loved the Lord his God with all his heart. Walking. He loved God. That was the king that made Solomon. Loved God. His affection was on God. By the time Solomon was ending, God's problem with Solomon was that he had shifted his heart away from him. Set your heart on God and God alone. Am I communicating with somebody here? Listen, I wish I could tell you something that is a key for success in life. They can, there are many keys, but the principal one is to set your love on God. Set your love on what? God. If you really want to be a super success, can I tell you? Set your love on God. God. What was said about Solomon? The Bible says, there shall not be any king greater than you. Huh? Do you remember God told him that? No, maybe I should just read that to you. Let's read that to you and then I'll come back in context then. Oh, Kalosha Dabaha. Yeah, Second Chronicles chapter 1, verse 12. Yeah, da, 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 da. Verse 12. Second Chronicles 1, verse 12, please. Give me that and then let me work that from there. I'm showing two passages of scripture. Wisdom and knowledge is granted thee and I'll give thee riches. Da, da, da. Neither shall there be any after thee. Okay, so one, such as none of the kings have had that have been before, oh, talk, before, neither shall there any after thee have like neither. That is, now, do you know how he came by that? You come to the book of Psalm 19, verse 14, you will see the secret. He said, because you have set your love on me, I will set you on high. I will set you. Can you see that? Please, can you see that? Yes. Yeah. You pretend you are not seeing it. Yeah, yeah, because some people, they, when they come to church, they can say amen to everything, except the thing that will connect them to the reality of the promises that have been declared. They can say amen to all the prophecies. Speed is mine. I'm talking about what you need to do in order to get it. That is what always separates people in the church. Everybody says amen, but they are saying amen to different things. Every prophecy comes with a responsibility. He said, because he has set his love upon me. His Therefore, I will, I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Look at his father, his father, his father, his father. He taught David, uh, Solomon how to set his love on God. Look at his father, how God set David on high. His, because David was a man who set his heart also on God. You remember, he said that uh, he's a man after my word, my own heart. May you be a man after God's own heart. May you be a woman after God's own heart. Now look at 2 Samuel 7, 8 and 9. This is why I have been kept awake all night until this morning. So let me run up and then we will go. Now therefore, that shall you say to my servant David. That says the Lord of hosts, I took you. This year, God will take you from somewhere to somewhere. I see God taking you to somewhere. He took David from somewhere and took him all the way. Now, he took him. Look at where he took him. Very low. 
and you are going to see where he ended him. He said, I took you from following sheep. Following sheep. David, Highlander. And David, I took you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I know that when you get to your office, everybody stands and salutes you. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. But listen, don't let it enter your head. I took you. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? This is the, God is telling him, I took you. That the reason why some people can be proud is because they forget that they were taken. I cannot, I can never forget. I was taken from Mansour down many years ago. I was with my grandmother following Kusie in the bush. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Kusie in the bush. Then a call came. My father is thinking, a call came that they should come for me. They think they just came for me. God took me. <laughs> God took me. He took me. Praise the Lord. And that same God is taking you too. Amen. I said he's taking you too. Amen. He took you. He took you. I remember while I was in the US, Abby sent me a message. Maybe one day I'll read it to you. <laughs> I'll read the message to you. He sent me a message. And he added some funny bit to it. And I was just laughing. I took you. He said, I took you from following sheep. And to, to be a ruler over my people, over Israel. Can you see that? Look at the gap. Oh. From forest, following sheep. Do you know the place he was following sheep? It was not around the... the, the, the it's not like that. Oh. Where David was taking care of sheep was far deep in the forest. A place where a lion would come. Have you seen a lion around your house before? Have you seen a lion around the, the grass around your house before? Lions are in So David was taking them very far, deep in the forest. That's why the day they came for anointing, they stood. It, it's as if said, when the prophet said, we will not sit until David come, we will not stay. I'm going to see a woe. Because they knew that David was going to come. It was going to take forever for David to come. But the prophet said, we, you will not sit until David comes. Listen, this year some blessings will wait for you. Amen. I said some blessings will wait for you. Amen. Some doors will wait for you. Amen. Some promotions will wait for you. Amen. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Great favor is waiting for you. Amen. Take your seat. I took you. Now he said to be a ruler over my people. Now that was not it all. Go to verse number 9 and you will see more. He said and I have been with you wherever you have gone. I have cut off all your enemies from before you. That's why praying against your enemies is sickness. Just stay with God. Die by fire. Die by force. Die by knife. Die by... Don't. You, are you a witch? He said, I took you and I have been with you. And I'll be, He said, I'll cut off your enemies from before you. And I have made you a great name like the name of the great men who are on the earth. 2024 from this year and beyond. May the Lord make you a great name. May the Lord make you a great name. May he make your business a great business. May he make your life a great life. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Take your seat. The key is set your heart on God. Set your heart on God. When you do, 
according to first corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 he said for i have not seen nor ear heard neither have it entered into the heart of man the things which god has prepared now look at it the things which god has prepared for them that love him the things he has prepared now when you go to romans chapter 8 i'm talking about love here romans 8 verse 28 say all things so first corinthians 2 9 he says the things god has prepared for them then when it comes to romans 8 28 all things work together so listen when you are a genuine lover of god the things people go after they just come after you naturally they come after you naturally unfortunately people said they are love on all kinds of foolish things they love the world instead of the word they love the world instead of the word they love pleasure instead of prayer the Bible said in the last days people will love themselves. They love themselves more than they love Christ. Why don't you give? My money is not enough. No, you love yourself. That same money you could have given you have used to go and buy a new shoe. You love yourself more than you love God. That's the key. Am I complicating? They love themselves more than they love God. The Bible said in the last days people will love themselves. They will love pleasure. They love money. 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 When you love God, he said, look, first, he says, love not the world, not the things in the world. Why? Because if you don't love things, God will make sure that all things are working together for your good. He will make sure that all things are prepared for you. Let's go back to Colossians as I close. Colossians 3 verse uh, 1. I said I have two points to close. One is what I've said. Set your love. Set your love. That's number one. And then, number two is what we have up here. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things. Somebody say, seek those things. Say, seek those things. Say, seek those things. What you seek this year will determine what God will bring to you this year. What are you going to be seeking? If you will seek after souls, some things will come your way. I'm not communicating here. If you seek to advance the cause of Christ, some things will come your way. Let me show you a scripture as I close. This is my prophetic word for you this year. This is it. The platform. And I want you to listen to this message again and again and let it guide your life. If you would have testimony, outstanding humbling testimonies this year, you can trace it to what I'm teaching now. What you do with it will show where you will be at the end of the year and beyond. Look at this. Second Chronicles chapter 1, verse 6 to 12. Second Chronicles chapter 1. Solomon went up to the bronze altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of meeting, and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. Somebody say a thousand burnt offerings. I've told you before, he was required to do just one bull. One bull was enough. He offered a thousand. Now, on the night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask what I shall give you. He didn't say, Lord, this is what I want you to give me. Like the way we are doing our prayer expectation. It is not bad. But there is a higher platform where you don't ask. God rather ask you. <laughs> he said, ask and it shall be given. Seek and it shall find. Knock it shall. So it's not bad when you ask. But there is a higher level where you don't ask but God gives you. The Bible says for some of you, before you call, I will answer. 
So there are people who don't ask. God actually comes to them to ask them. That's Solomon. Because he was a generous soul. He was a giver. He says, ask. Now look at this. Look at this. This is my point. It's not just the sacrifice. But what he was looking for. Look at it. Most of the time, a lot of us miss it. He said, you have shown great mercy to David, my father. And have made me king in this place. Follow. You have made me king. Over the kingdom. Is that not it? Okay. Now. Now, O oh Lord, let your promise to David, my father, be established. For you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in a multitude. So we are talking about a kingdom here. Please follow it very well. Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may know I may go out and come in before these people. For who can judge these great people of yours? So everything Solomon says, God says, I want you to ask something I will do for you. Solomon says, I want you to tell me what I should do for you and your kingdom. That's what, basically what Solomon is saying. Say, forget about me. Let's talk about the kingdom. This year, I pray that the anointing to forget about self and seek kingdom will be upon you. Amen. Your amen is very weak. Amen. I said your amen is very weak. Amen. If you want to ask me for one text in the Bible that guarantees supernatural breakthrough in life, it is none other than Matthew 6, 33. That's key. Now look here. He said, then God said, this is God. If you want to have, uh, some of you, you don't talk to God like that. <laughs> this is talking and hearing God direct. <laughs> then God said to Solomon, <laughs> because this was in your heart, and that is where it all is. That's where it is, I tell you. That's where it is. We can all give, but the difference is what is in your heart. We can all sink. The difference is what is in your heart. We are all ashes, but what is in your heart? We are all preachers. What is in your heart? Is it fame? Is it pride? Is it to be seen? What is in your heart? He said, because this was in your heart. You see, this scripture is very consistent with the teachings of Christ. He says, he said, because this is your heart and you have not asked riches or wealth and honor. So God himself knew what Solomon could have asked. That's what Jesus said. He said, for your heavenly father knows the things you know before you ask them. That's what the Bible says. He said, these are the things Solomon. I, you know, this offer I am giving you Solomon. This is what God is telling Solomon. This offer I am giving you Solomon. I have had the opportunity to give it to seven other people before you. And when they all came before me, Solomon, I want to show you the list they brought. This was the list they brought. They asked for riches. They asked for fame. They had all of these things. That's all they were asking for themselves. But Solomon, since you came, I realized that what you are asking me is not from your mouth, it's from your heart. And you are not asking for these things for yourself. Can you see? But I have asked wisdom. Can you see that? Knowledge for yourself. That you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. So everything Solomon asked was tied to kingdom. Can you see what I'm talking about? Can you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. You want promotion. Is it tied to the kingdom? You want a visa. Is it tied to the kingdom? Yeah. There are people who are, who are seeking for visas to travel abroad. And the agenda is that when they go. They want to be instrument that God will use to plant a church there. Such people, they don't pray for visas. I have never prayed for visa in my life. Never once. 
the Lord give me a visa. Never once. When I was applying, I didn't pray for it. Praise the Lord. I didn't pray for it. In one month, I received two international visas. Just one month. I didn't pray for them. It's never been a prayer point in my life. One of the things I don't know what to do is to pray for material things. I don't know. I put my heart after things that are more important. Am I communicating here? He says, it's my people you want. Then wait, I will shock you. That's what God told him. He said, I will shock you because you are looking for wisdom and knowledge is granted you. And I will give you riches and wealth and honor. That, that was the key. So set your love on God and seek the advancement of his kingdom above everything else. You want to experience unusual grace that can lift people up, set them on high, give them favor, grant them access, grant them speed, grant them strength, and cause them to be sufficient in all things. I tell you, there are many keys, but these two are principal. These two are what? Principal. These two are principal. These two are principal. Here, Lily's testimony. Their salary, they give it a seat. When a, a preacher makes that kind of offer, you sit there and say, ah, are you foolish? Who will do such a thing? You see, that is why with all your wisdom, you are still here. That's why with all your wisdom, things are still not moving. I'm not communicating here. There is what to do, what to do. The Philippian jailer, he said, what shall I do so I will be saved? I have stayed in this church. I pastored this church from scratch. By the grace of God, I laid the foundation stone of this church. And I've seen that those who are tireless, committed and dedicated, working with the word of God and giving generously and sacrificially in this house, their levels are never the same. Their levels are never the same. From spiritual to material, their levels are never the same. I'm not communicating here. You think that where you are, you are fine. But I want you to know, God has a better, bigger place for you that you don't know. Most of the time, that is what keeps people small. You see, when you think small, you remain small. When you think that where you are, you think, oh, I have a car, I'm starting this uh, uh, shop, I'm starting my, my own practice, so it is fine. When God can shoot your level, where above your present level, you are sitting there being comfortable with mediocrity. This year, I pray that your heart will be enlarged. Yeah. I pray that your heart will be enlarged. Yeah. I pray that you, your heart will be enlarged. Yeah. I pray that this year, nothing would be more important to you than God. Amen. I pray that this year, nothing will be more important to you than God. Amen. In the name of our Lord Jesus, Amen. may your heart go after God. Amen. The same way you test for water, may you test for God. Amen. The same way you hunger for food, may you hunger for God. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. the same energy you can use to pursue other things. May the grace of God come upon you to use the same energy to advance the cause of Christ. 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 In the name of Jesus. That this year, the anointing, the grace, the zeal to live practically in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Because everything that happened in Solomon's life was just after that. When he sought God and his kingdom first, all other things were added, riches and honor, wealth. Everything was added. 2024. 
imba lokatia zavadia yembele sobrede kalita zatu vende keluta aye kelese brea libro diva suta lesa adika losa bradiva losa dita inka lesa bradiva is somebody praying at all lagrade there's a heart transplant going on a heart transplant is going on a heart transplant is going on god is giving you a new heart 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 that the heart you need to change level the heart you need to change level the heart you need to change level the heart you need to be all you will ever be if you want to accept jesus and make him your lord and savior you want to say this prayer after me mean every word and then believe it in your heart say lord jesus I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We look forward to having you. Join us again and again. We are blessed. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no,